It's so hard keeping track of what's going on at Sega HQ these days. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's... What with the hustle and the bustle of the Sega. I'm still... Pr so, uh, as, as part of this whole quarantine thing, me and Jen, Sega get paid every other Friday, went out and got dinner, or, like, did takeaway from a place, and... And we're driving around, and I we, we've joked about how like the last movie I saw in theaters may like ever see in theaters was the fucking Sonic movie, but then I saw like I was reminded of that whole like dark reality when we just passed like a bunch of bus stops that still have the Sonic movie poster up on them. I'm like, right, that's the thing they probably always get wrong in apocalypse movies, where it's like, no, no, it's whatever the fuck was in theaters when everything went down. Yep. <clears throat> yeah. That's interesting to think about because I remember it was it in uh, in I Am Legend. It was Batman versus Superman or yeah. some shit like that. Interesting. Yeah, it's like a weird cementing shit in time moment. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, well, because yeah, like, it's it's like we're not in some weird zombie apocalypse, but like still, no one's going out there to replace the posters and the bus stops. But it's like, huh, right? That movie's like. Old by movie theater standpoint standards now. Hello and welcome to the Wicked Awesome Cast number two zero two. That's two hundred and two, and. Joining this is Kraken Zero, and joining me as always is Charlie, ADK, aka Mordak, as well as Alex, aka Mave Online. And yeah, things Yo. have been happening. I mean, you know, it's just been interesting watching the gaming scene and sort of the gaming world in the, the current. COVID I watched so much world. anime this week. But, like, also a very specific type of anime. Oh, do tell. Uh, so, um, are you familiar with uh, Ghost, of the Ghost in the Shell standalone complex 2045 on Netflix? I'm aware of it happening, but I haven't watched it. So I finally, uh, I finally got around to watching Ghost in the Shell standalone complex 2045 because... I, I, as many may have guessed, given my perspective on things, I love me some Ghost in the Shell, and what had been stopping me is the art style for that thing is a little off-putting, and also, I, I love Ghost in the Shell Standalone Complex and Standalone Complex Second Gig, which were more traditional animes, and I didn't really want that memory of the standalone version of Ghost in the Shell besmirched, and... I had heard some conflicting things about 2045, and I feel bad to say that, like, at least for, like, the first four episodes, those things about 2045 are 100% true, and were so bad that I was, like, re-watching the first season of Standalone Complex in between episodes of 2045 so I could prove to myself original Standalone Complex wasn't this horseshit. And then the episodes got significantly better, and I'm like, okay, cool, this show, like, has some of the charm. It is a direct sequel to the standalone complex line, which I think actually hurts it some, because it takes, like, easily two or three episodes for, like, characters like Togusa to show up, and 
initially I thought the show took place as like a prequel to the other standalone complex stuff because it's focused on that re- weird war they keep referencing, except it's not that weird war. It's the concept of perpetual war that I think like the Americans got involved with in the standalone complex universe that like as a driving force for economic power, they've just like declared war in certain parts of the world that like they know they're never going to win, but like it drives supply and demand. So it works. And like one of those places is apparently Palm Springs. Sorry, Palm Springs, California, not like Palm Springs, the country or something. Hmm. And that whole thing is handled really badly up until, like, the big bad of 2045 so far isn't great. They're called, like, post-humans or something, and it's people that have, like, fully merged with their cyber brains so they can, like, super hack and have beyond normal abilities, and it's just unbelievably lame. The show still has, like, good moments where it sets stuff up around it, like, the there's a weird fascination with making Bato the main character, which okay, that's a, cho- that's a choice. I it, it kind of works. Like we're standalone complex, very much leaned into the major's like standoffishness from reality. It still managed to maintain an ensemble feel and like elevated the character of Togusa, who's the like at least for the first season of that stuff, the only like almost fully human character on the show who's also, yeah. like, the lead investigator for the squad from, like, a police investigation standpoint. Like, that was an interesting take. Like, the idea of basically looking at this from the eyes of a detective in the Ghost in the shell verse Yeah, like, there's a surprising number of Bato-centric episodes, or where at least, like, Bato is your main tether for your audience perspective and stuff like that, which could have been anyone, but, like, Maybe this is the English dub versus the subs, I don't know, but, like, it really plays up, like, everyone thinking Bato is weirdly hot and, like, the Tachikomas being weirdly into Bato, which felt weird. That that sounds like a definitely a choice that could be made as well. Yeah, like, they, they introduce <laughs> generic, like, anime avatar woman who's got, like, pink hair and is, like, four foot eight, who's... I, I, I guess, like, the public relations liaison and, like, assistant for all of Section 9, but they give her some real creepy lines where it's like, oh, we hacked you, and she's like, I'm not okay with this unless it was you, Mr. Bato, and I'm watching this going, Bato's like a 40-year-old man. This is weird. Actually, it's an, it's an indeterminate yeah. age. For, because he's, he, like, oh, no, you're, you're right, his he, he's brain... Also- it's like it's easily like a hundred, two hundred years old potentially, but he's in like yeah. the body of a forty-year-old dude at least. Yeah, yeah. I, I think for me, it's part of the designs are like aggressively mediocre. Yeah, I, it it's weird. Like in a in a franchise where you can justify having like nine people look exactly the same, the number of times they were fighting like identical whatever soldiers or like sexy geisha stand-ins or something, and it was like, it didn't feel justified. It's like, no, no, they're not all using the same shell, it's just we copy and pasted the same 3D model nine times, because we had to have this fight scene. The weird thing is, 
It looks like a Dreamcast era game. Yeah, it's so um me and Alex actually know a guy who used to work on or at least his company worked on a um Ghost in the Shell like arena shooter thing and it, it almost looks like they just pulled the graphics from that thing. But also they didn't because there are some moments on this show where like environments or like tech mech design or something look amazing. And then the characters still look like good college final projects of character animations. Like, I'm seriously looking at this, uh, and uh, it's just so, like, you can do stylized, and, like... There's no style to it, that's the issue, like, it's... It's aggressively mediocre work. Like, this isn't stylized, it just looks lazy. I mean, it seriously, it looks like a solid D student's work. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, that's the thing is, like, I, I worked in a college where it's like one of the majors is for game art and design. And typically what they came out with in their freshman year was better than this. I'm not even exaggerating. Like, this is like, this is like a, a freshman freshman's work that is never, like, never done 3D designed before and yeah. this is like the, their, their, no, their I, first work to come out it is like i mean are were they working on computers from like 1995 i i don't I mean, know and it's one of those ones where i'm now looking at images from standalone complex like the the, the more hand-drawn thing and, and i know parts of that thing were cg i'm not saying like yeah parts of it weren't but like it's weird we're like it's it they're very similar character designs like I like that they modernize the Major's outfit some from being, like, weird bikini one-piece thing to, hey, she's got pants now. She found out she can wear pants. Like, that's a good change, but, like, then the rest of it, like, you're looking at, like, just the Tosh comas where it's like, no, there's way more detail in the harder-to-produce show somehow, just, like, in how the fabric is drawn and stuff like that. Like, it's the, it looks better because it does, it's better. Yeah, it's like, uh, it just seems, I mean, there's an actual style to it. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the original standalone complex, I'm saying, like, you're looking at it and it's just like, there is design there, there's style and design to it, and the new one just yeah, looks and, like... Yeah, and 2045 kind of copies that style, but like, loses any of the appeal to it. Well, it doesn't seem like it copies the style at all. Like, I'm saying, like, the characters are so... The, the designs are so basic. I mean, yeah. like I said, it looks like like bad Dreamcast era CG. And, and it's like, weird. I, like I'm it, saying o- older, probably like older. Yeah, not as it's just it's weirdly rounded of a sort and lacking any intricacy to it. And it's weird because like, as well as just an overall. It's hard to describe. Just the design is. Yeah, well, it's, it's a weird one where, like, either you get used to it over time, or, like, it gets better, I'm not sure which. But, yeah, like, the first few episodes are jarring, because it's, like, this bad Vocaloid 3D model they're using for a bunch of the characters. Like, it's, maybe it settles in eventually, you just kind of, like, get beaten into being okay with it, but, like, it's initially unbelievably off-putting, because, like, while they're, while they have these kind of bad character models... The environments look good, like some of the mecha design looks really good, but also weird moments where, like, the Major eats a dude-wiser beer. 
does not eats, drinks a Dudweiser beer, and you're like, okay, we get it, you're somewhere in the U.S., I think, but also, there's no setup as to why the fuck you're here, and you have to get three episodes in for that explanation, then, like, that just kind of stops, it's like, it's this weird lead-up to, like, oh, the actual enemy of this thing is the metahumans, or the ascended, or whatever the fuck they're called, and the, the post-humans, and if you started off with that being, like, introduces a reason to get Section 9 back together, that'd be cool, but, like, you burn half the season with them in America being lame and, like, just being pseudo-mercenaries, where it's like, okay, who's this for? God, I'm looking at the poster and it's like, this is seriously a poster you could have seen in PlayStation 1 era yeah, CG I, work. It, it, initially, the, so the... Um, there was a show called Appleseed, then there were at least two kind of aggressively CGI, we're doing the cool future anime thing in the cool future uh, version of anime, that, like, at the time, the, the CG for parts of it has not aged great, but, like, it looks better than the character designs for this show. Yeah, I'm just going to go back to it. Uh... Um, yeah, but it, yeah, it's yeah. I, and to put it in perspective, Appleseed looks better. Yeah, oh yeah, and, and that's the thing too. Like, and Appleseed that's, across and that's, the board looks better. It's only and it's human fifteen characters that look weird. years ago. Yeah, it came out in two thousand four, two thousand five, and like it has not aged amazingly. I, I, again, like, I need to reiterate that. Like, if you're gonna run out and get this, like, it has not aged great from a variety of standpoints, but like. At least it had a style to it. Like there are like the mech combat in that thing are still real cool. But even like the like I said, like the style for the characters is yeah, sim it's simplistic, but there's some nice shadowing there. Yeah, it's just, it's just I'm comparing the two. I'm like, how who who looked at go the new Ghost of the Shell and said this is a good look? Yeah, it, it, the difference is like the Apple Seed one is it's a deliberate choice that I don't like. The Ghost in the Shell 2045 one, it's like, this just looks bad. And you know what the thing is? I, so far, have been completely unimpressed by every single Netflix anime that's been put out. All of them, I think, are crap. That's an unpopular opinion. Very unpopular opinion, but I've not seen one that I've been like, oh no, this I is like good. I like Beastars. Um, Castlevania's fine. Yeah, I mean, well, a lot of people, I know people that really, really like Castlevania, but it's like, I thought it was kind of boring, but apparently it gets better for the second season, but, um, I thought it was aggressively mediocre, like, <sighs> Really? Um, I, I thought Castlevania was pretty nice. Well, for me, it reminds me of edgy blood anime from the 90s. Oh yeah, it's definitely one of those, but I like those. <laughs> but, I, I just... I guess I want more out of something. It's like, uh, it reminds me of sort of a, yeah, well, I mean, I'm just, you know, it's good. Just like I said, I'm saying that I have not seen a single thing come out from Netflix that's anime that's good. Like, I think they just need to stop while they're ahead because they are ruining anime. A lot of, uh, uh, it, it's, I don't know, especially if this one just looks like crap. I, I mean, yeah, it looks bad. I, it's weird, like, because, like, by the end of what's available for it, like, they're getting into at least, like, the think party parts of 
what I associate with Ghost in the Shell, but it took them a long time to get there. Like, the first couple post-humans they go after are just kind of like generic enemy of the week bad guys, and the final one they're going after is... And then the show just kind of abruptly ends all of a sudden. Like, where they're going, it's very much kind of invocative of Puppet Master, uh, the Laughing Man, like some of the better characters that have come out of the Ghost in the Shell mythos. Like, the idea of, oh, right, everyone's brain is a little bit hardwired together. What could be bad about this? And it's it's so weird because there's just occasional moments where the good Ghost in the Shell will shine through. Like, the first fight against one of the post-humans has these I, moments. It just... Alright, so I just had to look something up. It just occurred to me why designs look the way they do. Who is it? They brought in an artist to do the character designs, and Ilya Karishinov. Looking at... Now I'm looking at his sort of portfolio. Okay, I get it now. I get I get one of the reasons why they look the way they do. Okay. But I don't like his art style. Yeah. Like, I aggressively don't like his art style. So, yeah, that's that's a thing. So, all right. Yeah, I get I get it now, but it's like, yep. Yeah, I don't like his art style, and that must... But also, the CG work is just... Yeah, it's... Like I said, freshman, never touched a program before level Well, and, and that's the problem. Like, it's... Like, simply It is a direct sequel to a lot of people's first experiences with Ghost in the Shell. It, it's, it's a direct sequel to Standalone Complex, and they're cribbing that style some, but, like, it doesn't, it's like, if this was just kind of Ghost in the Shell 2045, and it's like, oh, yeah, this is obviously a sequel to it, but we're not directly referencing the name, you'd be fine. But because this is, like, a direct, like, no, this is more Standalone Complex, you wind up comparing it to this bullshit. And but that's where it falls I, I threw a link to his deviant art yeah. pro- profile. Uh, but yeah, you can kind of see what I'm saying. But oh, also, yeah, no, it, it, yeah, so this is how you get this show. But also, I think the CG work is just actually makes his designs look worse. Like look they, they do not they do not do a great job of even reflecting the designs that he made. I have to say like I don't know, but I think he has an aggressively average art yeah, it's, style. Yeah, it's a too. generic anime aesthetic. Yeah. So, yep, that's yeah, yeah. We talked quite a bit about that. I'm artist. <laughs> I, I, I'm always ready to talk about Ghost in the Shell. It's something I hold near and dear to my heart. Like, yeah, I, I was a like for me personally, like I was a big fan of the of the manga. Like, I read most of the manga. Um. And watched a lot of the different series that came out over the years, but I'm yeah, really a bigger fan of the manga. I, I'm definitely a, a bigger fan of Standalone Complex because it, what's the right phrase? Unlike the manga that's like beating you over the head from the jump with its uh, psychology and its thought process and stuff, which is not bad. I'm not saying it's wrong to do that. Standalone Complex eases you in a little bit before it fucks your brain up for a couple months. Which I've always appreciated for. It's like, it's like, no, no, we have episodes that are just cool cyber shows. Okay, define source. Like cloning and guerrilla warfare tactics, guys, so we can appear to be undying. Oh, that's neat. Is there philosophy in this? War is bad? Okay, cool, so it's a breather episode. Thank you. <laughs> Not like, what, like, what's that? What happens after? Oh, we're going back to cyberspace. 
Will I question what is real and what is not real in an all-digital space where brands can disappear into the internet? That's the entire crux of the episode. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I... Yeah. I... Netflix, stop doing this. Just stop making I, anime. They can do what they want. I, it's, I, I'm not in the same boat that this is, that, that their stuff has been as terrible, but... I guess I say this as a person that consumes a lot of anime. Yes. And a lot of cartoons. I'm like, this is... Uh, everything that's come out of Netflix so far has been completely unimpressive to me well so they just announced they're getting like the first three seasons of one piece on netflix and depending on how that goes my opinions will i think my opinion hinges on that one because now one piece is something i would like to watch but there's too much of it oh, for God. Me to watch it's sub. like a, it's it's well into the 600s yes there's, but here's the thing. It's a show I would watch if I could find a good version of it dubbed. And the issue is that for a long time, fucking like Fox Kids was handling the dub, so the U.S. version of that show was horrific. And as well, you just currently, said, well, currently, if you just you, you'll get, I, I think they have better dubs on Crunchyroll. I don't that. know. I, I I already have Netflix too, so it's kind of I just go with it. But it's also it. If they if they are funding the dubbing in a meaningful way to make it faster, that's all I care about in some ways. Sorry, I I completely was off on the number of episodes. It's up to it's up to nine twenty nine. Yeah, it, it's too many episodes. Nine twenty nine hundred twenty nine yeah. episodes. Oh God. Yep. Like that's that's a lot of episodes. I'm not I'm not gonna act like I haven't watched long running yeah. series. I'm a person standing here who's also watched. Almost all of Doctor Who that exists, but if the the main thing is is like trying to catch up, you're not. That's gonna be a undertaking by itself. Yeah, <laughs> but they have it all. They have it all on a on Crunchyroll. Don't know how much of it is dubbed though. Yeah, I. Yes, I. I I'm one of those plebs that would rather watch lots of stuff like. Stuff like One Piece, I understand, like, oh, the authentic version is sub. I ain't got time for that. I need to have that shit on the background just playing. Like, I don't care if Luffy D. Monkey sounds a little bit wrong or they didn't quite translate something perfectly. There's 900 fucking episodes to get through, and I don't have time to read all that. I got Destiny yeah. to grind on. Yeah, um, yeah, I... I, I've kind of occasionally watched a few episodes yeah. of it or read some of the manga. It's like, I'm... I don't know, I, I think it's a fine series. Like, I, I think it's, at least for me, a lot more interesting than some other long-running anime series. Like, yep. I never got into Naruto, ever. It's, but I could, I could get into One Piece, but it's... Yeah, it's... The amount of episodes is kind of intimidating. Just a little bit. <laughs> yeah. And from they're Naruto? all pretty important. Like, a lot of the character arcs, story arcs, are pretty important to know, to, to figure out why certain character dynamics are the way they are. Yep. For Naruto, you said? No, for One Piece. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, that's one I haven't tackled myself. It, you, it would be up your alley, but it, it's also one of those ones where, like, so much of it carries forward and, like, loops back. It's the, mm -hmm. you have to start watching this at the start. Why? The creative team has done an amazing job continuing all the stories all the way through, 
but also yeah. they've done an amazing job of continuing all the stories all the way through. Yeah, mm-hmm. like there's there they are long and continuing character arcs for every major character that's still around. And and yeah. And you kind of need to know what happened and why they, you know, what's shaped them over the years and, you know, how they've changed and how they've remained the same. And, and also, like, like, more importantly, when a character's arc is done, mm-hmm. the, the character's just like, well, I'm going to go away now. It's like they're there and can be impacted by the events of others and stuff. Or like, hey, do yeah. you have self-esteem issues? We're going to be tackling those self-esteem issues until you die. Oh, my. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, characters are dynamic and they change a lot. I mean, you know, there's some things that remain the same or else they'd be utterly unrecognizable, oh, yeah, but in other ways, no, there's there's some definite, like, they're not the same ones that they were 500 episodes ago yeah. or 100 episodes ago. Yeah, it's... <laughs> and it's still ongoing. I mean, there's, yeah. there's current. <laughs> it's current. Mm. So it's like catching up. You're catching up with something that's still going. <laughs> it's always so. moving farther away. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so not nah, beyond that, I spent a bunch of time murdering my yard. I. So, I'm not going to keep going on wicked anime cast. <laughs> I. Yeah. Okay. I but, murdered yeah, my so, lawn to anime at one point. If that makes the transition less aggressive, but <laughs> I. Now, I, I recently purchased, uh, during this time of quarantine, something called an Anvil Lopper, which, uh, not to belabor your choice of lawn care equipment, I recommend the Anvil Lopper over the uh, Bypass Lopper, just because of the number of things that you can more effectively destroy with an Anvil Lopper. Uh, difference mm. being an Anvil Lopper is a blade into a hard surface that makes a kind of wedge cut, where a Bypass Lopper is two blades that pass by each other, more akin to kind of scissors. One is more powerful, one's a little bit kind of more easy on the operator. Uh, we went with the anvil lopper because this thing kills trees, large bushes. Like, it, sure, it's the next, it's the last thing you can get before you, like, are taking a real saw to something. So, are you the kind of person who names their, like, equipment? Um, like, this- not always. I, I haven't named this a- yet. The reason I ask is because I would love it if you would call it Cindy Lopper the Anvil Lopper. I no, that's <laughs> too long for a name for me. It works out great though. I, I, I just n- call it Cindy Lopper. Yeah. No. Cindy Lopper. There we go. Who? <laughs> Cindy Lopper the Anvil Hopper. Uh, who? Who is Cindy Lopper? Your Anvil Lopper. Yeah, but what's the reference to then? It's a singer of the '80s, more yeah. '80s than anything. Uh, but also had a career on into the 90s and 2000s. Still actually makes music now, but not as she's not as well known as she used to be. Mm-hmm. She, uh, she did Girls Just Want to Have Fun, Time After Time, All Through the Night, She Bop. The Goonies theme. The Goonies soundtrack, yeah. Cindy she's Lopper, a bad the Envelope. got it. No, she's a great musician. Yeah. I agree to disagree and on that one. A lot of humanitarian nah. work. Cindy Lauper, oh, yeah, the envelope. A lot of humanity. If I name tools, they get like one word names. I think we're gonna go with Cindy Lauper, the envelope. Nah. I think I, I think Henry would agree me with me on this one. You're welcome. We've named your envelope. Moving forward, we will now refer to it as Cindy Lauper, the envelope. So its name's already Nips, so you're too uh, too late. You said it didn't have a name. Yeah, but I'm stopping your name from taking place. <laughs> How can you deny Cindy Lauper a name? 
easily. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to go next? I've I've never really played anything of note, I guess. Like for a brief second I thought maybe I cared enough about Guardian games to try and get air apparent, and then I'm like, no, this is going to the loot pool soon. And my loot pool is already like nothing, so I'll get that gun pretty fucking soon. So, did you? Uh, I, I know this is a little tidbit, but related to Destiny 2, but I think a few days ago, people did the math and found that it was physically impossible for any other Guardian other than the Titans or the Titans to catch up. That it's already sealed away no matter what. Yeah, I, it's. It's. Apparently, it's this whole Guardian game thing has been pretty fucking janky to the point where the Guardian games thing has been whatever. Like the background event has been bad. The real, in theory, draw of the Guardian games was there's a gun called Air Apparent, which it's relatively unique in the grand scheme of Destiny guns. The issue with getting it is a monumental pain in the ass and. Initially, I'm like, okay, I'll try and get this the same way I was trying to get uh, Poor Horseman, but then, like, mm-hmm. I stopped playing for basically two weeks, and then I came back and just, I was looking at it going, can I actually get this if I, like, go hard for an entire week? And the answer was, yeah, you in theory could, but then someone in my clan was like, it's just gonna get added to the loot pool, remember that, like, in two seasons, it'll drop, and it's not like some raid buster gun right now. I'm like, oh. Then I don't care about this at all. Congratulations. Mm. It is quite powerful, though. Yeah, it's great for strikes. Like, I'm trying to, uh, like, I'm very, because I don't really use it all the time, yeah. I'm trying to finish up the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the exotic slot on it. The catalyst. Yeah, the catalyst. I mean. Yeah, I, for, uh, four horsemen or for, uh, air apparent? Four, four horsemen. Yeah. Yeah, Four Horsemen's great for boss burning. The issue is it's completely useless in raids. Because you can't get that close without dying most of the time. Mm. Yeah, it's... But yeah, I have not even been trying for air apparent. I I guess I'm just... Yeah, I guess I'm not super... I, I don't care for the machine guns in the game. So... Yeah, it's... It's unique enough that it's got some cool stuff going on. Like, there, it's... It's one. Of, it's a truly exotic exotic. The issue is that the grind to get to it is kind of a what the fuck were you thinking, Bungie? It's just it's a whole lot of work to get it, and I'm not willing to put in that yeah, much. Work no, to and get that's it. kind of the conclusion I came to. Like, I, it's I, I'm back to writing off this entire season of Destiny for the most part. I. Like, I've been kind of, like, side-eye looking at a bunch of single-player games. Like, initially the plan was, like, oh, we cut my my clan typically raids on Tuesday. Like, yeah, we'll do Tuesday night streaming and Tuesday night raids or something. But, like, a, a clan that has, like, never had a problem getting raids together is having problems getting raids together. We're like, we don't really want to do this. Yeah, it's, it's, there's just, it's all triumph-based. Yeah. And it's not the first thing that's sort of triumph-based, but... It's certainly well, an annoying thing. The that's triumph system faced. isn't bad necessarily. No. It's like this whole season has just not been great from a gameplay perspective. Mm. Yeah, it's it's just because it's bounty hunting. It's one hundred percent bounty hunting. Yeah. And... No, and going from the bounty hunting of uh, the Seraph Tower stuff that's intrinsic oh, to the yeah. season 
two Guardian games. It's like, man, uh, things got worse, yo. And it's like, yeah, yeah, it did. I, my, my clan is pretty, like, the people, the hard players in my clan got broken by Guardian games. Like, there's a guy named, <laughs> there's a guy named Cool Hand Leak who, like, got his season pass up to, like, 500 last season. And this season, he's like, no, I'm not. No. I'm maxing out really? my season pass, and I think I'm out at that point. Like, he was, like, maxed out season pass, like, a week or two into the season of the dawn, this season is across the board from a bunch of like incredibly hardcore long running destiny players are all sitting there going, nah, brah. But what if we, nah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I haven't bothered really with the Seraph towers that much either, to be honest, because it's, yep. I don't know. We've already discussed why that's kind of a slog anyways, yep. but. That's interesting. Huh. Like, I, <laughs> it's just interesting to hear you guys talk about Destiny in the way that I talk about WoW sometimes. Yeah, oh, no, I know. Uh, the difference is we <laughs> stopped playing it. Well, I yeah. still play Destiny yeah. 2 quite a bit because I have other things to do other than these ridiculous yeah, bounty true. hunting yeah. things. I still have other exotics I'm trying to unlock very slowly. So, mm. And I'm still doing some stuff on the moon. So, I mean... Moon's haunted. Yep. It, it is, is haunted. super haunted. Yep. That's probably the only good thing that's really come from sort of current season. Ah, Season of the Dawn moon. was pretty good. Saint-14 was yeah. really cool. Yeah, the Saint-14 stuff was cool. The Moon stuff is cool. The Guardian games is just... It's kind of like... I don't know. I, I, I just... thinly yep. veiled, I think, in a certain way. Uh, it's... It's a cool idea. The issue is like the reasons to engage in it are bad. Uh, it it lacks a good carrot. I guess is probably the best way of thinking of it. Uh, it's oh yeah. There's there's no like I said like heir apparent. I have no interest in that as a gun. Well, actually. and like the issue is it's not good in raids. It's not good in PvP. It's not really good in gambit. Which means like unless you're a hardcore strike player, which if you're identifying as a hardcore strike player, I I, I have other questions for you kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, unlike, you know, we're four horsemen. Oh, yeah, that's useful. It, you, you can use that to light up a boss. Yeah. I've done, I've been using it just for yep. that. It will light people, it will light bosses up real fast. Yeah. But air apparent, I, yeah, there's no apparent use for it. Well, again, like, I'm not saying, like, fun isn't a valid reason to make a gun in that game. But, oh, like, no, but this doesn't even look that fun. Like, it's... Yeah. Like, it's it's abilities don't... Or just, like... Yeah, it, it's... It just doesn't seem that powerful or fun, even, as a gun. It's... There's better machine guns. Yep. Like, I like the one that, that throws lightning. What's that one? Thunderhead? Thunderlord. Thunderlord. That one's kind of fun. It's just kind of fun to watch the lightning strikes happen and stuff, you know? It's like... But this one there's, doesn't seem to be a fun factor to it, really. That makes it unique. This looks like it's just... Here's a gun. And it shoots bullets, and that's literally yep. it. Yeah, that that's... That's indeed what that gun does. It's got I mean, an overshield just... to it, too, but that's... Yeah. Oh, yeah, when it, when it starts to spin up, as you're spinning up, it, it turns on an overshield, yep. but... Yeah, so like it's it's just not that cool though. Whereas, and the same thing problem with the Seraph Tower guns. None of those are particularly good either. 
Like, none of them have any particularly awesome roles that would be, like, that would be better, better than anything I have right now. Um, there's a couple interesting roles, but yeah, it's... The shotgun you can get is not... Mm. It, you can get a shotgun that's, like, the Icolos Plus, but, yeah, the, if you got the right, um... God, what's it called? Uh, the same 14 shotgun last season, the name I'm breaking on. I've, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just thinking about that. That's a shotgun I still use a yep, lot, too. Yeah, if you got the right version of that, there's no real reason to change, except that's it. Yeah, I have, I have it with tr Trench Barrel, and yep. that just that just makes it great. Just trench Barrel's great. Oh, yeah, smack somebody, do a lot more damage. Because you're going to be using it close range anyways. Yep. So, And it's an auto shotgun. But, yeah, eh, eh, yeah. Indeed. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, who, who the fuck's week were we on? We were on you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's more or less it from my end of things. I, yeah. Uh, Henry, if you want to go. Sure. I'll talk a little bit about stuff. So, I'll just, since we're already talking about Destiny 2, yeah, I am continuing some work on some exotics. I finally got this one, like, thing done on one of the exotic quests. Which one? I um, I forgot what it, which one it's for, but I needed to, I needed to, it was a gambit requirement. I needed to, uh, kill an invader within 10 seconds. Ah, of yes! Illumina. Yeah. Um, which turned out to be kind of hard. Yes! Because, because other people might get to him first. I mean, that's the thing, it's like, there's, other, you know, three other people and they might actually get to the invader before I do. I finally got one. I finally one appeared close enough to me and came within range enough to where I just sorted them to death, just smacked them. They didn't see me coming behind them. Yep. I was like, and then I saw the thing go up, and I was like, "Yes, I got it finally!" Because have you have to do it within like it, it it's doesn't five say seconds that, of them spawning, or five seconds of them spawning, and it doesn't say that in the requirement thing. So at first I was like, "I did that." A few times, but... And then I looked online more and was like, oh, I have to do it within five seconds of them appearing. That's a little bit more tricky. Because, you know, they are also a player that is, you know, that is trying to play to win, and they don't necessarily want to come that close if they can avoid it. A lot of people just choose to sit back yep. and use, like, an, a, a, a sniper rifle or, like, a rocket launcher and just, you know, fire at people from afar. But this was a, happened to be one case... On one of these smaller maps, um, uh, the one on a, a Titan, the map on Titan, which is kind of an easier map, a little bit smaller map, yeah. a very visible map to get through. And yeah, they just appeared and came up, and I was like, oh yes, finally, finally got it. But that was kind of a pain, really. But I was kind of happy to be on my way further into that quest. Now it's just the one thing left, which is basically a mission you have to do but you have to do some very specific stuff in it but yeah i don't think that should be too much of a problem for me i was looking at it there's one of the exotics i'm trying to get but i can't do it without a six full six man raid because it's this tether line thing where you kind of have to have people sort of standing in very specific positions and it, you have to have six people to do it mm. And that's kind of, that's kind of like, uh, yeah, I haven't been able to gather a six-man raid to do that. I'd have been willing to, to, to do an older exotic quest for that type of thing, but, yeah. 
so I am I have still been playing Destiny 2 with some regularity. Yeah, because I have other stuff that isn't related to the Guardian games or the Seraph Towers. Yeah. Still to do. And so I've been trying to kind of, I guess in a certain way, I've been trying to stretch those out. Like, I haven't been trying to do the exotic campaigns too quickly. Uh, I did finally finish up the campaign to get the exotic through the, uh, uh, not the Leviathan, not the Menagerie, but the just the place that you go to with the statue. Oh, uh, Tribute uh, Hall. Yeah, the Tribute Hall. You got bad yeah, juju. I of... Yeah, I got bad juju. And... And I've already done. I I'm very close to getting catalyst. I only need to do a couple of the, uh, couple of the things left to do to get that catalyst. So I'm probably going to be able to pick up that catalyst pretty soon. Bad juju seems like an all right gun. Seems fun. Do I have but, to complete the tribute hall to get bad juju? Yeah, you have to complete the tribute hall. But also there's a there's also some of the uh, triumphs you have to get. You have to you don't have to get all the triumphs. Like you, there's more triumphs than you need to get the catalyst. Yeah, there's at least five more triumphs than you actually need to get the uh. catalyst. So yeah, you have to get an extra ten, but I think there's fifteen tri fifteen triumphs to get after you fill the hall. After you completely fill the hall and buy everything for it, then there's like fifteen or so triumphs or 16 or something i thought you had to get like all the things in the hall but i could be wrong oh yeah everything you do need to get everything in the hall just to open it all up in the first place but but then you it's easier to get things in the hall because you can just pay for them some of the triumphs are a little bit tricky but you don't have to have all the triumphs to pull it off you sure. can still get enough of the triumphs to where yeah it's you have been no, a hot sec since i cared about that so it's yeah i wasn't sure yeah. what the state of that was so, yeah, it's not going to be... I'll probably be able to pull it off. I don't see too much trouble doing that either. But, yeah, like I said, I've been stretching out some of the exotic quests. I recently, like, finished off the Tex Mechanica tournament. Yeah! Get that chaperone. Chaperone is an interesting gun. I like the way it looks. I think it's a cool-looking gun. Chaperone used to celebrate the boys from the men in Destiny 1. <laughs> you could use chaperone well in PvP. You were a man. That is a hard gun to use. Yeah. It does not aim well. It really doesn't aim very well. And it's supposed to it's supposed to do, you know, very be very good for, you know, precision hits. I it used to be one of my favorite shotguns in the game in Destiny 1. It does not it does not work as well in Destiny 2 as it did in Destiny 1. That thing used to just be a beast. Well, it seems like the aiming, it does not aim as well. No. It does not aim very well it, now. Yeah, it's not as snappy as it used to be. Yeah, so it's it's a more difficult gun to use, but yeah, it's still fun. And but I think the way it looks, the design for it, I think is really cool. I think it's what I like about it. But oh, yeah, yeah, it's a cool looking stagecoach shotgun. Yeah, I've been stretching out all of these sort of those quests just because yeah, the, otherwise I would have nothing. I wouldn't really have anything I'd care about doing this yeah. season. And I kind of like the. I just like playing the game. I guess yeah. you know, it's just the general fun of playing with different combos of weapons and. Yeah. Uh Alex? I've oh, I've oh. also uh, I've also been playing another game, a mobile game. I mentioned that I had tried to play it before and couldn't quite get it to work. It's still melting uh, your phone? Uh I'm playing it on a emulator, on a Android emulator on my computer now. War of the Visions Final Fantasy Brave Exvius, which 
is different from just the Final Fantasy Brave Exvius. Mm. Final Fantasy Brave Exvius is a standard RPG. War of the Visions is the one that is Final Fantasy Tactics. At the moment, they're actually doing a cross-promotion with Final Fantasy Tactics. You can pick up uh, several of the characters from Tactics, including the main character, uh, sort of a mercenary knight you get at some point in Tactics, as well as the Sid character, or the character that who's Nickname is Sid, anyway, in Tactics. And I've been trying to get that. I've been trying to get the main character there. And, but yeah, it's... So now I can actually talk about the game. It's good. It's complex. Like, supremely complex. Everything has levels. Your weapons have levels. There is a skill map, kind of like the one used in Final Fantasy X and other... Uh, since Final Fantasy X. As a... Uh, there's multiple classes that you have. Each character kind of has set classes they have. and But there are multiple classes, so you can go choose one path or another sort of where your skills will go. Sure. But, like, the weapons have levels, you have levels, you have five different sorts of levels that your character will have. Like, just for the character alone. It is ridiculously complex, uh, but it's my type of complex, and I... I could easily sink a lot of time to this game, the same way I did into Tactics and Disgaea, and it, it reminds me of Disgaea in the level of this sort of complexity for developing your different characters. Sure. Um, it is... Uh, so there's a lot of stuff to do for free there. This is definitely one of the another one of the generous games where if you just play the game, it's going to be throwing stuff at you constantly. You're you're not going to really have to buy too much unless you just really like the game. And so, yeah, it's it's got a couple of different currencies. and uh, But yeah, it throws a lot of free stuff at you all the time, so it definitely feels less... Yeah, it's 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 one of, definitely one of the better, uh, better of the freemium-style games, of the microtransaction-style games. And yeah, I'm enjoying it, definitely. And I'm... I, I kind of... Uh, you know, unfortunately caught on to the tail end of the Final Fantasy Tactics cross-promotion thing, because Tactics, I've mentioned this before, I'm sure, is my favorite Final Fantasy game. And It comes up occasionally, yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, this game is right up my alley. It has a lot of complexity. But yeah, a lot of free stuff. And I already like the characters that I've picked up so far. And they're already fun, and it is full on a Final Fantasy Tactics game. It is, it's, but it's really well done. I'm really enjoying it. I think it's super cool. Uh, there's a lot to do in it too. There's a lot of different game modes that you can take part in. So there's a lot of variation to it. So yeah, it's there's a lot. There's just a lot to the game. The let's just say that I'm still ongoing with the tutorial. Because the game is so complex. Yeah, there's a lot to the tutorial because there's a lot to know about the game and how everything interacts. It is crazy. But, yeah, that's a game. As far as other than that, I've been watching... Other than playing games, I've been continuing to watch Inspector. It's kind of... uh, I'm kind of disappointed. I'm kind of sad that I'm getting near the end of the series. It's only like... It's only, like, sort of a half season of a sort, like 13 episodes. But it's just so good. And 
it's one of these. It's one of the ones that Crunchyroll has co-produced, mm. and so it is. So that's interesting. It's not the first time Crunchyroll has been co-producing a few things. Like they did something I actually talked about earlier in an earlier podcast, one about the uh, Harajuku thing taking this shop taking place in Harajuku. Uh, I forget the name of it now, uh, but in any case. Yeah, this is another sort of co-produced thing for Crunchyroll, and yeah, I really, really like it. Crunchyroll has done some great collaborations so far, I think. They've done a great job on their collaborations, so. Yeah, I, I'm just, the only thing I'm sad about is that the that it's coming to a close. I only have, like, two episodes left, so. But, yep, uh, I guess that's pretty much my week. Uh, all right. Alex, how's yeah, Alex. your week? Uh, it's all right. Didn't really do much. Uh, just uh, busy doing little things here around the house and whatnot. Uh, went on a toilet paper hunt. I uh, mm. finally got to Costco and they had the big uh, package, so I'm set for a long time. Um, apparently, we're starting to maybe start rolling out some. What do you call it? Oh, uh, my schedule's work has changed slightly, but it's actually not bad. It's pretty nice. So, um, yeah, it, it wasn't really much. I mean, just been playing WoW. Um, and Smite more recently, actually. Mm. Smite's been something I've been doing more as of late, and I've kind of been enjoying doing that. But nothing too, like, hardcore. It's been pretty casual. Um, mm. I have been playing around on the Shadowlands Alpha, um, mm. and I am enjoying what Enhanced Shaman looks like right now. Uh, there's a few things that obviously need to get resolved, and I've been giving feedback, like I said I was going to do, mm. as opposed to my previous uh, kind of interactions with the Alpha and just being like, oh, I'm going to play the Alpha. So, uh, yeah. No, other than that, like, it's just... Shaman looks pretty interesting on the Alpha. I'm, I'm still playing around with the other couple of the other classes because I'm trying to decide ultimately what I'm going to do when the game rolls out. Uh, apparently... Q4 this year is what they're saying. Probably November. So, um, yeah. No, other than that, it's been very just kind of, uh, kind of not really doing too much, and I'm okay with that. So, that is where I'm at. That's my week summed up pretty quick. <laughs> but yeah. Hmm? Shall we, uh, sh- sh- shall we do the news? I suppose we should. Yes. I know I've been leaving that last part out, so I brought it back. I'm happy it's back. Yes, for you. I don't even know where to start this week, so let's start with the dumbest news. Um yeah, Mortal Kombat's getting some more story mode in the form of Mortal Kombat Aftermath or is Aftermath, right? Yes, Aftermath is, I guess, the next kind of... I don't know if it's an expansion, per se. Uh, the it's, next, like, it chapter. is some... I think it's a bit of A, a bit of B. Like It gives um, Shung Soon... Uh, I'm saying the right name. Wow, I'm having an absolute moment right now, but I can't remember anyone in that franchise's name. Yeah, Shang Soon, he gets his own story mode, um, brings back... Uh, fuck, what's his name? Um, fan Fujin. Fa- Fujin, yes. It brings back fan-favorite Fujin. Fan favorite Fujin. Say that three times fast. Who? 
I don't, I don't, I guess I just don't know. I'm not sure if I'm being sarcastic combat. about Fujin or not. That's the sad part. It He's looks cool. cool looking. Yeah. Rather it be rain, but that's a separate topic. Mm. <laughs> Give it time. I, I was pretty darn good with rain back in the day. Everyone was. Rain was broken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so for, for those who how this fits in, so if you have not beaten... Mortal Kombat 11 story mode. This picks up directly after that. Uh, apparently, I don't have all the MacGuffins they need to make the time fixing possible. And Shang Sun shows up to be useful. And well, it's Shang Sung, so he's not. Uh, he's obviously not going to be useful. Um, Shiva's also back. Yeah, with, I think we mentioned her. Um, mm -hmm. It's giving Sindel some story mode. It's it's neat that they're giving characters that have been added after as DLC characters a more kind of in-depth story mode -y thing. Uh there's Shredder looking ass up uh, Sub-Zero and Mortal Kombat 9 Scorpion, so that's fun, I guess. Uh if you're not a fan of Mortal Kombat, this would do nothing to change your mind, probably. <laughs> but it's but it's RoboCop. Yes, uh, so as part of this they announced RoboCop is announced a DLC character. Uh I, for one, know it's only, uh, RoboCop's going to be a rushdown grappler character based on what they showed in that trailer of him pulling a gun and definitely not some lame ranged character that's akin to Aaron Black. But we'll see, I guess. Uh, given all the... Pers uh, this is not my original thought board. I've gleamed off looking at other people's reactions to this. Given how great Terminator played, people are super excited for, Tur for RoboCop. Your sarcasm <laughs> is... Yeah. Explosive. Yeah. I think it's also like, he, uh, I don't know. I, I don't think they're going to do, I love Robocop as a series and as a character in the movies and all that stuff, except for the third movie. The third movie was hot fucking garbage. Yeah. Uh, but, but I loved one and two of Robocop. And, uh, they don't even get his fucking line right. Like, he's supposed to say, like, your move, creep. And he says, oh, like, yeah. your move, dirtbag. Like, no, that's not what he says. The voice is also weird. Yeah. They need to fucking bring back... What's his name? He's around. Yeah, he's still around. Uh, I can't think of his name right now. Even though yeah. he's been in multiple things that I've enjoyed. Including uh, Buckaroo Bonsai. Uh, so. uh, yeah. Um, you know, it's... <laughs> it just reminds me, and I, and I actually mentioned this earlier before we started yeah. recording. Uh... RoboCop has been in pro wrestling, so why not a fighting game, too? Yeah. If you don't know about RoboCop and pro wrestling, look it up on YouTube. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. people have some clips of that madness, but that was the thing that happened. But yeah, he's in Mortal Kombat now. <laughs> why not? Mortal Kombat has everybody else anyways. I mean, you know, you have the Joker in there, so why not? Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, fuck, it seems to be kind of the Mortal Kombat DLC character philosophy. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, it's such a weird collection of news. I want to finish off with the Xbox stuff, because there's some stuff to dig in there, I think. I'm not, I, anyone got a preference for story we do? Nope. All right. Let's talk about Destiny for a couple hot seconds, thanks. We've already been talking about Destiny way too much. Uh, they, they put a real spicy twab this week. Uh, for those who don't know, as part of their kind of transparency initiative, Dun uh, not Dungey, Bungie does a, uh, this week at Bungie blog post that kind of outlines a bunch of stuff. Um, 
uh, again, like last time, they did a nice hot, spicy twab for us that seemed to shake some shit up. Um, this sure seems to be fixing everyone's complaints about how some systems work from this season. Like, yeah, we're going to do a full transmogification system because this half-step thing we're doing is just pissing people the fuck off. That's the spiciest takeaway in some ways, that and the bringing <laughs> back um, yearly armor sets for Strike Gambit and Crucible, which all you have to do is say, yo, we're making more Gambit armor for me, go, yeah, I was already going to play more Gambit, but I'll play some more Gambit now that you've tempted me. <laughs> yeah, I. it sounds like they're kind of finally managing to figure out some of the free-to-play move stuff they've been doing, and that's a good thing. They're also keeping all of the event. Like, there, there will still be seasons and stuff to do in those seasons, but like the big thing from each season and the bounties to get the exotic weapons, those will persist in the game at least for that year. So like the Guardian games would go away, but like getting heir apparent if there's an exotic quest would still be a achievable endeavor kind of thing. Yeah, I, I remember seeing that, reading that, and like the abilities sort of getting rid of more of the fear of missing out stuff to yeah. a certain extent. The if you've seen the you know F O M O that's what that stands for yep. fear of miss, missing out and to where you can go back and like do that old quest you know you haven't just missed it completely it may be a little more tricky or slower to do but yeah you can you can still do it and I think that's that's probably good also what I what I'm actually more excited about is that they spoke about the exotic or the uh, not exotics the ornaments the uh you know just you know purely fashion or ornament you know ornaments uh, uh, for armor that those there's going to be yeah. ways of making your own ornaments that is like just being able to make an ornament out of any armor mm. practically and i i like that because that's the thing it's like for me, I definitely do treat my characters in these games like this. Any game with a character creator and with with armor and stuff, as a doll, that I like to dress up. And I like it to match and be a color that I like. I already like the fact that you can put any color on anything. Uh, you know, there's lots of different shaders. Tons, hundreds, thousands. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the build did, you know, make any, you know, if you got a new piece of armor and you don't like the look of it, just change it to whatever you want. If you have a favorite type of armor already, then you know make that and make it into an ornament. So I think that's a really cool idea. But yeah, Destiny Two definitely has some news. Yeah, it's also coming to next gen for those who are worried about it. Yep, it's now been on and three consoles, the three platform generations. Yep, and it's going to be not on just one, but it won't. It'll be on multiple consoles, so... Yeah. I don't think that was ever a concern. It was more like, will Destiny no. 2 or Destiny 3 be the PS5 version? I, It's weird. Like, I, as someone who typically buys, like, a new console within a year of the new one starting, I don't think I'm buying either, at least not until 2021, at a minimum. They've not done a great job yeah. by selling me, and also, like, I have other shit I need to spend money on right now. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I've got a quick one. The Tokyo Game Show 2020 has been canceled because, you guessed it, COVID. Yep, and that was going to happen. They were just putting yeah. it off, I think. They're, they're, because it wasn't happening for a while. It wasn't like this was happening, like, this month. 
So I kind of see why they're seeing if, you know, possibly be a little more optimistic, but they're like, no, there's no way this is happening, unfortunately. Yeah. See, it doesn't happen until a bit later, but, yep. While we're talking Japan, let's talk about uh, the Japanese Game Rating Board. I believe we talked about this either last week or two weeks ago. They are reopening this upcoming week. Woo! Woody woo! Which means that games will get to be released. Yeah! So, yep, that was that was going to be a problem. and But it only if they weren't going to be able to reopen on the kind of timeline they had already put out before. Like, we want to open at this time, reopen at this point, you know, with under, you know, different hours and working conditions. But, yeah, uh, looks like they got all of that sort of sorted out and planned out. And, yeah, they're going to reopen, so good. <laughs> Yeah, Japan, you can have video games. Well, Congrats. and the rest of the country, or the rest of the world, you can have Japanese games designed in Japan. So, yeah. Look, we got one more Japan news on here that I'm not seeing. Um, nope, that's it. Uh, my bad. Uh, so we're going to kind of jump from one ratings board to another. Uh, the, the ESRB rating for... Uh, maybe not ESRB, like I think the Australian uh, game rating came in for cyberpunk and the esrb official one has revealed some titillating details about what can you expect from cyberpunk and this is initially a news article i read and went ha that's funny and of course it is in cyberpunk and then it took on a whole like life of itself because of course it did the internet's a terrible place um in true to cyberpunk fashion again like both the theme and the source material you will have fully apparently customizable genitalia in the cyberpunk 2020 uh, 2077 game um we know this because of the, the ratings for it were like yo there's genitals in this game like that's odd you had to put that on there yep as i mean the thing is it includes the description as well as various sizes and combinations of genitals yep so that's that's what kind of uh, made that sort of more clear and mm. interesting. I don't see why it's so, but I, I both see why. Um, I think it's good for just in a certain way to be able to create what you want, especially in a game with as much yeah. customization. Well, again, otherwise that's about as the game has. The, again, it's about customization, I guess. Essentially, yeah. yeah. Like it's, and I'm not talking like cyberpunk. That's kind of a. 2077 is about that. I'm talking cyberpunk. The tabletop RPG has always been about that. Oh yeah, and yeah, sort of cyberpunk in general is like the theme is of sort of a part. One of the themes is of body modification. Yeah, keeping with our theme of way too much ghost in the shell. Like it's what does it mean to be human or even alive when none yeah. of you has to be alive anymore? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mostly it's one of those ones where I, I'm. I love following the Cyberpunk 2077 news because the, like, hardcore Witcher fan base that, like, is upset anytime someone's like, what if there was a female Witcher game or something? Like, it's the same crowd that gets out there and explains to people why there can't be female Space Marines. Yeah. Is having just a hard time right now with this game. And it's yeah, amazing. It. Oh, yeah. And I love it that they're having a hard time with it because their anger is beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> and where to go next? Uh, speaking of beautiful anger and 
poor choices all abound. Um, we're gonna talk about Stadia again. Oh, Stadia! Uh, and it's we're gonna talk about a fun- we're gonna talk about some functionality that I just assumed was there at launch, but apparently wasn't. Um, I can now hook my Stadia wireless controller actually wirelessly up to a computer now. Why was that not a thing before? Uh, it, apparently it wasn't, but it's a new thing. A new firmware update just dropped. Um, yeah. Yeah, the problem with it is is that it's it's basically its own Wi-Fi hotspot in a certain yeah. sense. That's the way the Stadia, Stadia controller works. So you connect to it. It doesn't connect. Like, the direction of connection is you connect to the controller instead of the controller connecting. Like, if you were Bluetooth controllers, connect to the system. Well, so this and, is its own Wi-Fi hotspot. Well, so. And for the record, too, like you can also now connect non-Stadia controllers to Stadia to play wirelessly, too, which, again, yeah. like, I wasn't doing the fullest of testing, but, like, I assumed you could at least remotely connect to a PC or a laptop or something at launch, but apparently you could not, which just still baffles my brain a little bit. Oh, yeah, no, I'm trying to process why they thought that was a good idea in the first fucking place. Yeah. Oh, also, um, if you are a Destiny player playing on the free-to-play, uh, that's not, like, bought into this year's worth of Destiny, go get the... Sta- uh, go make a Stadia account, play the Destiny version you can get on there, because it gives you all the year's passes. So you have access to all of the content that comes from the season, from the year pass right now. And mm. then when that reverts, you'll still have owned that, so you'll get... You'll, anything you pick up in this time slot, you can still get. It's hmm. a real dumb exploit that someone figured out. <laughs> Yay, cross save. <laughs> Stadia, finally useful. <laughs> now, does that work if I have it for PS4? Yeah, so you, you won't have access to the content, but like it'll unlock the ability to get like the Chaperone quest. Or you can oh. get the Chaperone quest on the PC version. But because you have it, you'll then be able to work on it on the PS4 version in that metaphor. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's... I was reading about this today, actually. I'm like, huh, that's a fun exploit. Yeah, it's... Someone fucked up. Nobody say anything. I, we just did, so we're, we're sorry if they fix it now. But I don't think they will, because this has been going on for a while. Yep. <laughs> Maybe just one of those things where... With the current way the architecture of the game is and just the way it's programmed, that they there's no good fix for it. Oh, I, I, if I was Bungie, I'd be betting on, like, even now that we've told you this information, you still have to go make a Stadia account. Are you really going to go make a Stadia account? <laughs> <laughs> no self-respecting gamer would. Like, fuck. Y'all won't... Y'all throw a pissy fit whenever you have to like do something on the Epic Games Store. You have to access a whole new platform to use Stadia. Uh, excuse me, sir. Epic Store bad. Steam good. Right, but what is the Stadia Store then? Um, I don't know. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Epic Store bad. Steam good. Stadia dead. Okay, yeah, that that feels correct. Mm. Mm. Okay, cool. We have some positive EA news this week. Are they closing their doors? <laughs> not that positive, uh, but Are also that'd be bad. Loot boxes? No, not that positive either. So- uh, EA got out there and kind of confusingly said, so this isn't a hard and fast rule, 
so a bunch of companies have said that like if you own a copy of a game for one platform you can like just update it to the new one kind of thing if you own the xbox one version of destiny for example you have to buy destiny 2 in this version that's not me saying destiny 2 will be autosave like that like that's that's amusing example of a game we just talked about i couldn't come up with an ea property off the top of my head apologies um madden will upgrade for you i guess or something um but yeah Mm. Or like you know, other just games for the like uh, Apex Legends. Yeah, that one doesn't require a purchase though either. That's yeah, just Apex. And kind of while we're on the EA topic, they've announced they're doing a um, digital EA Play live show instead of its usual E3 event. Which they they kind of ran their own side event. They've been running their know. own side event for like two or three years now. This this goes back yeah. to what I've been saying, which is like if anyone that's smart is out there. They're gonna realize you don't have to be part of E3. Just run it around the same time as E3. Yep. You don't need E3 now more than ever. Yeah. That's weird. Not to like dislike. Yeah. <laughs> I'm confused. I. All right. Let, let, let's put you back on something more normal, Alex. Um. Let's talk Please about Valorant. Do. Let's talk about Valorant, a, a topic that's not controversial to have feelings about. Um. Yeah. It's it's mostly anecdotal right now. Like it's kind of hard to prove this one, but. A bunch of uh, Valorant players are claiming that the anti-cheat software is causing their PCs to overheat. Huh. Yeah. Is that from streaming all the VODs and not actually playing live? It's not clear on that one, but... Oh. Huh. Huh. How did they know their PCs are overheating if they're AFK? Now, some people are actually playing the game. Are you <laughs> sure? Yeah. This doesn't sound right. Can we get a, can we get a verification on that, Henry? Can you... Uh... <laughs> Can we get some uh, field reporter out there? To be fair, there's no way of confirming whether or not someone streaming the game is streaming the game or just a video of them playing the game. So we don't know, but I guess this is enough of a thing that there have been some reporting that uh, something about the program seems to fuck with drivers for various hardware. Yeah, specifically for graphics cards. Yeah. And so one user claims that Vanguard disabled their cooling software, which if you, like, there's certain, you know, if you don't do any PC case, like any modding really, there are ways, there are certain softwares that you can install. A lot of them come with, like, your motherboard that allow you to basically control your fan speeds and things like that. I know because I have it, it came with my, I have an MSI motherboard and MSI has their own program for dealing like two different programs actually for dealing with fans and fan speed and overclocking and stuff like that and yeah i'm not sure what would happen if you know something started to interfere with that and we know that for a fact that van that the vanguard the the which is the their anti-cheat thing in fact can prevent some software from running because it works on sort of a it's supposed to disable some types of software. It's it's really unclear. They have some sort of virus detection in it, as well as like bad, you know, possible malicious software detection, or at least cheating software detection in it. And that can run false positives. And it sounds like that may be running false positives on some cooling or some fan control type software. Yeah, and like to put this one in perspective, it's not just like a. It's disabling mice and keyboards. Like it's it's that too. Yeah, it's, it's going after a wide variety of things. I guess it's been prolific enough that 
there's now some stories circulating about people and they like try and contact, hey, this piece of equipment's not working correctly. The first piece of advice they get from those folks that are kind of doing customer support is uninstall Valorant. Yep. Yeah, it seems like, yeah, the software is running a lot of, is coming up with a lot of false positives. And because, remember, it has administrator access to your computer, it can just stop any software it wants to. It can just kill any program that's running. And the problem is, it's killing some programs that kind of need to run. Yep. This is what happens when you put on a piece of, create a piece of software like this that's so stupidly well, heavy-handed. This is also one of those Bad ones job, where... Riot, you asshole. Well, like it's... The one that I find most galling and part of all this is the idea that, like, Riot, makers of League of Legends and That's It, felt they were qualified to make something this far-reaching. Oh, yeah. Well, and... I mean, why not use the, Riot, the, the League of Legends anti-cheat? I'm sure that one is working. Is there an anti-cheat thing for League of Legends? I'm I don't sure. actually know. I would be absolutely shocked if there are any current games that don't use an anti-cheat that are online-based. Uh, yeah. A bunch don't. This use, like, the VATS one. Yeah. They use the one built into Steam. The ones that run on Steam, that is. Yeah. Uh, I know, I know. like, Activision Blizzard has theirs. I know... Yep. Uh, well, Steam has back. EA, I believe, has their own as well. Like, I, I'm just... Hold on. I gotta... Jump on the internet to look this up real quick. But yeah, the big problem is still that, and like I said, they didn't. It, it reaches back to the problem that this this anti cheat software Vanguard has administrator access, so it can just shut anything down it wants to. So, oh, your mouse driver. Oh, we see that as too similar to some cheating software. Too bad you don't get a mouse anymore. That's. Uh, they just need to rewrite it to where it doesn't have administrator access like that. Yeah, I think the best response to this whole thing I've seen is a webcomic that's like a guy being like, Valorant running the background, keeping you safe and the game positive. It's like later it's a computer's threatening a guy with a knife and he's well like, but I've never cheated my life. And he goes, and I'll make sure it stays that way. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just way too heavy handed for what they're trying to prevent, which is cheating, which... Yes, cheating is frustrating, if but not you, as frustrating as having your video card melt. If you want to see something amazing, look up Riot Games anti-cheat technology and scroll through this absolute bullshit-seeming website that they have. Like, yeah, uh... <laughs> yeah, it's just... Yeah, they just need to, like, not do that. Yeah. Yeah. It's just dumb ideas. Lots of very dumb ideas. Yeah, it's just going to keep... I mean, that's the thing. This, I, the problem is, the way that they've created this software, these aren't things that they can really effectively prevent from happening. Because antivirus software already can come up with false positives. I've had a few things come up before with false positives with anti-cheat or antivirus software I've used. But as you as you mentioned earlier, it's like it's not like this is their specialty. They don't they aren't like an antivirus uh you know software company. 
the fact that they think that they could just write that out of the blue is kind of really kind of egotistical. Yeah, it's very egotistical. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, there's nothing wrong with them working on an anti-cheat. No, sure. Yeah, I think it's just the level of like what they want is absolutely absurd. It's like when people shit on Capcom when the Street Fighter Five had something similar that would run in your like group setup and all that. There was a Capcom.sys meme, which was a a meme for a while, and they got rid of that eventually. But yeah, yeah. no, it's. I mean, there's nothing wrong with like. You sh- I mean, you should want to put anti-cheat implementations, but they should be done in a manner... Yeah, again, we're not knocking anti-cheat systems and stuff. That We're knocking yeah. how just bonkers this whole thing's rollout has been. Like, it's to the point where it's the, did you fuckers not test this? No, actually, how the fuck did we get to this point? Yeah. I think the problem is they did test it, and somebody, and this is my guess, that somebody up in management was like, well, it probably talked about talked about it with other people imagine they're like, well, it's you know this this issue that keeps coming up. It's small enough and it's in a small enough thing. We should just we can just deal with the fallout. It shouldn't happen that often. Like, you know, it's like they probably had something come up like, well, this disabled my mouse or this is messing with you know the way my computer system works. But the problem is, they don't get great testing for that sort of stuff because the way that most companies work and including for like you know your your QA everybody's computers are the same because they've been bought on a on a big you know it's not like everybody's brought in their own PCs to test stuff they're using what the company's provided and those are bought in bulk and so they're going to be everybody's using the same computer so issues like hardware issues aren't going to come up like that or issues that just come with Computers having different software. All of these computers had this exact same setup. And so I think they probably saw some, maybe some little stuff, but there's some stuff that just wouldn't come up simply because the uniformity of the, te- of the systems that they're testing on. So I can also see to a certain extent why they didn't know some of this was going to happen, but they had to know it was going to be some problems with just the fact that they gave it administrator access. That was always going to be an issue. And, yeah, it's I think it's dumb and shitty of them to have followed through anyways, knowing with some software people, I'm sure that there are some people, you know, boots on the ground type of developers who are like, this administrator access thing probably isn't a great idea, but, you know, probably ignored. Well, obviously ignored those types of things. So, yeah, I I see this as just bad decision making all around, and I think we're only going to hear more problems happening. Oh yeah, no, I I personally suspect that um, Valorant's become our new beautiful Fallout seventy six. Uh, Fallout seventy six couldn't be the uh, dumpster fire of our eye forever, but uh, gaming <laughs> gods saw fit to provide us with a new whipping boy for this podcast. Yeah, I mean, I gotta say, the game's not even fucking out. It's in beta, and it's already a fucking nightmare. One door yeah. closes because a building collapse on that door. Another door opens because there was a fire behind it. <laughs> I will say, though, the uh. one thing it does have going for it is you can actually play it when you play it, and it's it works well from a gameplay perspective. Granted, everything else surrounding it, administrative slash logistic-wise, is a goddamn tr- dumpster fire. 
but like we haven't even so that's the thing we haven't even talked about that people seem <laughs> yeah, pretty fucking play. mixed on valorant like it's yeah i'm going back to calling it valorant because that feels more accurate to where it's at right now <laughs> yep yeah we haven't even really talked about the gameplay it's just yeah it's, it, everything else around it is just a yeah the general a, reception to that game seems to be more it's fine yeah mm. like it works it's it's basically yeah it's but a there's also been like massive outrage about certain aspects of it. i guess there was a skin a couple weeks ago to let you see through walls if you had it equipped or oh, some bullshit. Oh, I saw that. I saw an article what? about that. Yeah, I, we, we just haven't talked about it because none of us play the game. Like, initially I was going to try to because I'm streaming, and then we got into this anti-cheat stuff, and I'm like, no, I wouldn't put this on my computer. And or, yeah, like, I, I'm working from home on a laptop. I think having this on my computer would technically violate my NDAs. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, we have, I mean, yeah, there's a skin that basically, because it's broken, it allowed people to see through walls and stuff, because it was clipping into walls, and that's the thing, alright, so, the way that, you know, textures are done, and the way that 3D shapes and textures are done is, they usually texture the outside of an object, not the inside, so it's like, when you're inside of an object, you can see through it, because... There's not, like, a texture on the inside. It's only on the outside. You can see so the problem. infinity. And so what happens when you have another shape collide with another shape is now you see inside of it because of the way the collision works. Like, the way that collision, like I said, like, now part of the your, you know, your character's, your character's shape now colludes into another shape. And so now you can see inside of this other shape. Yeah, to take... And you can see out of it. So, like I said, you can see outside of it, because now it's transparent. Because there's... They didn't put textures on the inside of the shape, because that would be wasteful. Generally, you'd never see the inside of, like, you know, the the, the internal of a wall. You don't really need to need to, to put a uh, skin yeah. on that to map yeah, it. Yeah, like, so. for reference, this is why in games like The Division, you had people that were glitching outside of uh, the walls. And then they could murder people because they were on the side of, like, a bubble shield at that point, essentially. Like, mm -hmm. bullets couldn't mm -hmm. get to them, but there's nothing stopping their bullets from going backwards. Yep. So, yeah, the, the way the collisions works is just usually one way as well. Like, it doesn't work going out of, going through it in one direction the same way it does in the opposite direction. So, yeah, you could, if you're inside the wall, you can shoot through the wall. Yep. So, the first thing bad that... job, Riot. Bad job. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, again, like, there's been other stuff we just haven't talked about because none of us play it, and that, that's kind of how we roll for the most part. Like, it hasn't been Fallout 76 levels of, like, hilarity for us to dive into it, but, like, this beta has not gone perfectly at all. Yeah. But speaking of uh, very good, no bad, terrible, we can talk about Nintendo for a sec. Uh... On one hand, they sold 11 million copies in two weeks of Animal Crossing. On the other hand, they had a shit ton of uh, hardware documentations leak. Now, I know it doesn't sound important, but for the emulator community, this is like gold. This is the most important thing to happen in a long time. Now, we do want to make it clear that this isn't for any of the current consoles. Yeah. It's for 
the the Wii and back. So like Wii and GameCube and N sixty four stuff. Yeah. But where this is important is like um if I'm not sure how closely our listeners follow mods or uh, not mods, emulators or not. The the first kind of part of getting into making an emulator that's a good one for any given platform is you kind of have to crack the code of how its various internal hardware talk to each other. And this makes that unbelievably easy, especially for the notoriously hard Nintendo 64. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so the big thing is um, it's come out in a file format that is an engineer's file format, yeah. Verilog. And so that's that actually makes it really easy for people to take it and just look at it on their PC. And that's the thing, like, the emulated people, the people who work on these, are hardware gurus. Like, they're the people that use these, that, that actually know the engineering side of this stuff. And so to have those types of official documentation, not just drawings, but actual, like, proper, you know, proper specifications, like engineering level specifications, yeah, that's that's huge. Yeah, it's a very good day to be in the uh, emulator community. Probably not a great day to be Nintendo, where you have this document out there. Like, it's one of those weird ones where it's the. It probably doesn't matter that much to Nintendo at this point. Like, it's annoying, but also the emulator scene was out there. But at the same time, it now puts them in the awkward situation of like, yeah, um, we may finally get a good version of Smash Bros. Brawl on PC running. And then the Smash community will be insufferable. <laughs> they must be stopped. Yeah, and and I've seen an interesting take on this where this is a less dangerous thing. It's not like a future thing got ruined because of leaks. Yeah. This is all, this is several generations back at this point. And so it's more historical information. It is proprietary, though, and that's the problem. And yeah, someone's getting sued, and it does kind of crack open a couple's Pandora's boxes for people, but no one's really being hurt as part of this. Yeah, it's it's more Nintendo has always been at odds with the emulator scene because, you know, they want to be able to resell stuff on the Nintendo yeah, and store. Again, like, we're not saying this is right or wrong. Like, this was a leak. No. This is bad. Like, this, this from the pure, like, contractual standpoint someone's under... This is someone fucked up. Yeah. But it's really cool they fucked up this way. Yeah. Like, a lot of people are just, yeah, like I said, seeing it as sort of like, you know, like like historical information being, you know, put out so that people can kind of see the interesting things that were done, but also, yeah, it's super proprietary information. Yeah. Yeah. All right, second to last, but definitely not least this week in some ways. Um. Let's talk about THQ Nordic and Koch Media. Um, it's not Coke Media. I actually did a little Googling on this one. Coke Media is a whole separate thing. Koch is a German uh, multimedia conglomerate. You know, those fun groups that have nothing but the goodness of gaming in their hearts. But uh, they engaged this previous week in kind of a weird trading game. And we're not talking like... The- Business happens all the time. This was more akin mm-hmm. to kind of like a Yu-Gi-Oh card swap <laughs> at like a corporate level. It's it's real fucking weird. Like down to THQ Nordic getting out there and tweeting about it. Mm-hmm. 
along with a yeah with a little illustration of like yeah two game boys linked so <laughs> definitely bringing the whole pokemon trading idea to it and they are literally comparing it to a pokemon like trade yeah but yeah essentially they've traded around several ips so yeah they've traded several like uh they've traded away a couple yeah, and so, they gained a couple. Yeah, THQ Nordic has given away Painkiller and Red Faction, and they've gained Sacred, Risen, and Rush for Berlin, along with Second Sight and Singles, Flirt Up Your Life. Uh, only two of those games on that list are ones I'm like, huh, those are good games, potentially. But they traded away Painkiller and Red Faction to get Those them. are the two I'm talking about. Which is weird. Yeah. Um, because those are, you know, fairly, you know, back in their time, were pretty powerful IPs. Yeah. Painkiller was the game lots of insufferable internet journalists were like, this is the best shooter ever. If you don't get it, you understand video games. And they weren't wrong, they mm -hmm. weren't right. <laughs> Alright, time for our big kind of uh, land whale, if you will, of a news topic this week. And we're going to start off with kind of the hilarity of it. I suppose. Uh, so, it's no secret to anyone, the Xbox Series X, or the XX, uh, had a gameplay event that they kind of had to immediately get out there and say, perhaps we weren't totally clear about what gameplay event meant, because as someone <laughs> who watched that, there wasn't a ton of gameplay as part of this, or at least it was all pre-recorded gameplay, which, at least in my opinion, does not mean gameplay. Uh, it started off with a joke about a Microsoft Xbox Series X fridge, which I guess is funny. Uh, on one hand, I really enjoyed the fact this entire thing felt like it was made in Microsoft um, Teams, which it very well may have been, which if it was, they should mention that, because that's the best advertisement for Microsoft Teams to date. But on the other hand, it was kind of a, hey, look at these games. Um, we got... Uh, a couple minutes of uh, footage of Bright Memory Infinite, a game that Henry has told me is previously a mobile game, which kind of makes this thing make more sense. Yeah, it was previously a mobile game developed by entirely by one person. Yeah, if you watch this thing, you can watch the exact moment in it when I go when I personally go from, "Huh, this looks kind of cool," to, "Nope, this looks dumb as fuck." It's when the guy goes from wall running to pulling out a sword to fight those samurai dudes or something in the river. And after having been like, huh, maybe this game's like Titanfall. It's got grappling hooks, it's got wall running, it's got jumping apparently, it's got guns. What could be wrong about it? Oh, swords. That's the thing. We got the uh, official announcement of Dirt 5. You know, Dirt 5, a game that we've talked about. Sorry, Dirt 4, a game we've never talked about here on this podcast ever. <laughs> Which, I, I actually like the Dirt franchise, I just don't play it a whole it's lot. It's not a thing you'd use to be like, look how amazing our upcoming thing for our console is. Yeah, but it's a racing game. Yeah. And it's a racing game that, in some ways, just because it's a rally racing game, can have more stuff to show off than a general racing game. That is, mud and stuff like that can happen. You know, it's something you won't have in an F1 game. But it's something you'll definitely have in a rally game. Yep. Yeah, to, to kind of collaborate that EA thing, uh, if you own Madden NFL 21, 
it'll be free on Xbox Series X if you already bought it on the Xbox, so yay. They showed off a picture of a, quote, ton of companies that are working on Xbox Series X games. We got confirmation that Scorn, a game I swear already come out, but apparently hasn't, and it's full of weird body horror, Geiger-esque stuff. Um, that'll be Oh, on- Super Geiger. Yep. It is Super Super Geiger. Yeah, I could have sworn that game was out, but apparently it's not. It's just in development since 2014. That'll be on Game Pass when it releases. Uh, Call of the Sea, which is totally not just um, The Shape of Water, the video game. Uh, that's That'll be on Xbox Series X. Uh, Chorus, sure. Uh, Second Extinction, uh, which looks kind of cool. Like, I mean, it looks like it might be Left for Dead with dinosaurs. Hmm. Which I like that in a sentence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Ascent is a cyber it is a, another cyberpunk RPG game. I apparently has co-op. Beyond that, not a ton is known. Uh, a game called The Medium, which was the which is from the people behind uh, Blair Witch and Zerver, which are two in their own right good games. Uh, not a ton is known about this, but it it's been announced. More importantly, though, we got more of a look at Bloodlines Two. Sorry, Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines Two. A game called mm. Scarlet Nexus that is just probably another anime Souls-like based on all things. Got an extended look as part of this of Yakuza Like a Dragon, which if you've never played a Yakuza game, this might be the one to start with. <laughs> I don't know what happens, but I'm pretty sure you fight a space station. <laughs> what? The trailer's amazing. Go watch it. Like, this guy has Sword of the Stone pulls a baseball bat covered in barbed wire like, out of the pavement of Japan. Again, I don't know what Yakuza Like a Dragon is, but as a fan of the Yakuza franchise, who, like, at the end of Yakuza, the most recent one was just like, you know, I think I'm done with Yakuza. I see this and go, nah, I was just waiting for Yakuza to get weird like this, apparently. I am back in like a dragon, bitches. Um, Yeah, it looks pretty awesome. And, I don't know, that counts as Sega news to me. Yeah, I, I'll take it. Uh, we got it more is... of a look at that uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla game. There's some real cool looking buildings. It looks real pretty from a graphic standpoint. Still, don't get what the fuck this game is from a Viking standpoint. But Stonehenge is in it. I, yeah. I think this was the game most guilty of never actually showing gameplay footage. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Despite like uh, despite Ubisoft being like, yo, it's gameplay footage. I it looks pretty, I guess. There's a battering ram, there's some axes, um the yeah. hidden blades still look stupid. Yep. Well, it's not hidden anymore. Yeah. I don't think we can really call it that. The wrist blade. Yeah. Yeah, I I so I, I went into this thing kind of weird where like the first video I saw talking about it was like that was like it's like it was like oh it's the Xbox uh, Mad uh, show. I'm like okay, how bad can it be? And I watched it and I go, yeah, that was decisively underwhelming. <laughs> it's worth a watch though. The Vampire Masquerade stuff looks cool. I mm-hmm. that game is shaping up to be something. I think if you're a fan of that that style of RPG, mm-hmm. hopefully. We let that's it for news this week. Unless I missed something we want to talk about. Mm, no, I think we. Got everything oh. I can think of. Oh, yeah. Uh, did you mention? Yeah, there will be monthly 
showcases. Oh, yeah, you're right. So, yes, we're going to have more of these going forward. So, yay. Just Basically, what we wanted. They realize that they just need to really start hyping the Series X. Yeah. Let's see if they can make me care about either of these consoles. Like, I, I, I went into 2020 being, like, ready to be excited about a new video game console, but, like, we're, <laughs> what, five, a little under half the way, way through the year, and I'm just like, yeah, no, I don't think I'm buying a video game console till at least next year, if that's that, the soonest, probably. Yeah. It, it's best not to be super hyped up about these things, because they always disappoint. It's, yeah, yeah, it's like, like I know that the... the... Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna. Uh, oops. Uh, I was just gonna say that <clears throat> it it doesn't even seem like the PS4 has been out that long, but it has. But, yeah, it's been out for some time now, a couple years. Yeah, but it just it it seems too soon. But it's like no, it's actually been out for a good while now, but it still feels very soon to me. But of course, I don't buy consoles, so. <laughs> yeah. But. Yeah, what were you going to say? No, I was going to say, new console hype is always interesting, because every time I think about new console hype, and oh, it's going to be really good, and that's going to be great, I always remember Charlie's reaction to setting up the Switch for that unboxing video. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's my reference point, when it's like, oh, that's right. Because before, I never really did new consoles day of release, but like, (laughs) the one I participated with with Charlie... Holy shit, was that a train That was wreck. amazing, yeah. And that was a Nintendo <laughs> console, too. Like, yeah. In some ways, like, people are less knives out in that console war. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was... People were still pretty vocal about it, especially with the Wi-Fi shit. It was just, I remember that one stood out to me so fucking much, because we literally had the console next to the fucking... Like, his, his router. And it was like, oh, can't find a network! Oh, that one's like the extra amazing one where like once we got it set up it had to download an update to, that, that fixed all that stuff and that console does not come with an ethernet jack out of the box nope speaking of that dude did you see the keith crew episode on what evo online is going to be like oh no not yet oh it's amazing it's, it's like oh. it's, it's evo 2020 year of the wi-fi warrior Oh, shit, that's gonna be good. Smash has gotta be a... I'm excited for Smash Ultimate. <laughs> Are we tuning in for EVO this year just to watch a train wreck unfold? I, I intend to. I, I watch EVO every year, but I'm gonna make sure I watch Smash this year for the people that are using that thing's horrendous netcode to bash their way to victory with Ganondorf. Well, I think we talked about, like, that Max did a... a Max Million Dude did a video talking about how, like, out of, like... I think only yeah, one game out of all I mentioned this nine. last week, only Street yeah. Fighter V has, like, defendably good netcode. But I'm talking, like, a couple of those games, most specifically Smash, have, like, netcode that is so bad, it's yeah. a problem. Yeah, and even then, like, just to give you an idea of how bad the arc was, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, like, Street Fighter V's netcode is still really fucking jank. Yeah, it's not good, it's just better than the others. Yeah, and the only way to fix it on PC is to download a user-created netcode fucking fix. I think they fixed that recently, but yeah, that for a long time was a fix. Yeah. Yeah. So, we'll see. Oh, man, this is gonna be good. (laughs) We need to come up with some sort of drinking game for uh, Evo. 
Oh, it's simple. Year. Anytime you notice internet weirdness, drink. You'll die. You're just gonna die, no. Anytime the announcers are forced to call out internet weirdness, you drink. <laughs> Anytime someone rage quits, finish the bottle. <laughs> Anytime somebody's voice goes robotics from the commentator's booth. <laughs> yeah. That might also apply to normal Evo, though, too, so... Yeah. <clears throat> that does it for news this week. Uh, it's time for email. Yeah! We got two emails this week. They came in to us at uh, wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. Again, that's wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. Spells it sound down the show notes, etc. etc. Um, I'm going to start off with our angriest email we got this week. It starts <laughs> off with, Dear Wicked Awesome Cast, are you familiar with the concept of Chekhov's gun? If you're not, as it's at its base, it states that if you make a point of highlighting something, that thing must be important. Last week, you promised me Portland stripper stories and totally didn't follow through. So because <laughs> I was curious, I googled it. And now I need at least Alex to explain what the fuck is going on in Portland. That was like just all uh, in caps after it at a certain point. Okay, well, there's a couple different stripper stories we can talk about. Number one, uh, we could talk about the fact that a strip club known for its steak bites and various prepared meats is literally next door to the Biggest no, no, it, it's club. not. Wait, do you not know what he's what I was talking about last week when I mentioned this? Are you talking about the uh, the drive-through strippers? I I'm talking food? about that and also the stripper delivery services for food that have popped up. I thought mm. oh, so. Let me give you a little tidbit on that one. So the f those two are the same strip club. Okay, they're not two separate strip mm. clubs. Originally, they were doing food delivery with strippers where they were topless and they were called. Uber Eats. That was their initial thing. Uber Eats did not like the fact that they were doing this with their, like, software, so they canceled them. So their next best option was to have drive-through stripper delivery where you drive up to the, like, I guess, fence-off area next to the strip club, pick up your food, and while, you're, while that's going on, there's a stripper dancing on the little, like, balcony area there nearby. So this is, this is the same strip club. Not a different one. This is the same one innovating here. So, yes. Can't remember their name off the top of my head. But let me find it. I'm not sure it matters in this case. We, he's just right, though. We made a point of, I'm assuming it's a he, we made a point of mentioning this last week and then never actually followed through with this ridiculousness. <laughs> You're right. This Lucky is a check. Devil Lounge. <laughs> Fair enough. Have you gotten to witness any of this weirdness yet, Alex, or just kind of uh... heard about it in passing? I have not driven by, but I pulled up their website, and one of the advertisement ads is a stripper wearing a face mask. Mm. So even they're practicing proper social good, distancing. Like, social distancing, yes. You want yeah, some company from six feet away? <laughs> I mean, to be fair, dude, the Lucky Devil Eats, they do have a pretty good food menu. Let's look here. <laughs> uh, a half oh, <laughs> quarter pound burger. $5. It's not bad. Pulled pork, yeah. a hummus plate, barbecue or hot wings, 5 bucks. $4 draft beers. Oh, dude. PBR, Rainier, and a Tecate Tallboy, all 2 bucks each. What the fuck's a PBR mm. Reindeer? Rainier. It, it's basically PBR, Rainier, or a Tecate Tallboy. Oh, I thought you said PBR Reindeer, and I'm like, what the fuck is that? No. Where do I get one of those? <laughs> we kill this reindeer, hollow it out, then fill it with PBR. That sounds unsanitary. <laughs> it's PBR. Fair point. 
Dollar beef for veggie tacos from 7 p.m. to close. Tiny Taco Tuesday. We do not need to read their entire menu. <laughs> You're not a free advertising service. But yeah, these are this is uh this is the same club. They got shut down for boobereats. Fair enough. Well, okay. I I hope you're happy now. <laughs> uh, this next email also comes in from anonymous. Uh, it starts off with "God damn it, you three! <laughs> I was into the idea of Grothnar the Viking who parkours, and then you three had to fixate on the hidden blade. I hadn't even noticed it, but now it's the only thing I notice. It's such <laughs> a thing. It's modeled into the collector's edition statue, and it's just kind of there." Honestly, it looks like it might just even be dangerous to the person who's holding it since it, just, it might stick into your hand if you're holding an axe. Your hand went yep. backwards. Obviously, this isn't game-breaking and just some, some kind of stupid, kind of stupid, unlike true gamer Alex. I won't let trivial things stop me from enjoying a game regardless of the platform. Is this the dumbest character detail you've ever seen or can think of on, or, or something more hilarious in hindsight? Hmm. 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 That's a good question. I'm trying to that think. That's actually a good question. Because it is, it is pretty silly. I mean, hmm. That's something. A character carrying something that seems to be completely nonsensical. Or. Hmm. Hmm. There was a video game, and I don't know what it is, and maybe someone can figure this one out for me, where there was a robot that had glasses. <laughs> oh, oh and like think. it was such a personality trait of this robot that they made like a big like, they had these ridiculous animations of like the robot like putting them on like and the implication was that the robot was farsighted maybe because like it would be on the robot's head and then the robot would put them down to read things and then put them back up or something like that and <laughs> it was something like that to the point like it Eventually, I think your player character like mentioned this or something. Like it eventually came up, and the robot didn't even know glasses were supposed to like be for like they weren't fixing a medical issue. They thought it's made it look smart or something like that. Like that was the explanation given or something. I, I just remember there was a robot that wore glasses in a video game, and they made a big point of the robot like fussed with the glasses and like broke them at one point or something. And this wasn't, like, a robot that thought it was human and therefore needed glasses. Like, this was a robot that was fully aware it was a robot. Mm -hmm. Um, actually, the one I would... If I had to pick one that I thought was just dumb, I would say it's Overwatch with Genji. Okay. Genji carries two swords with him, one of them being a very powerful sword, but he doesn't use the sword normally. His normal way of attacking is to throw ninja stars, until he gets really mad and then uses his ultimate and goes on a slashing spree and then puts the sword away again. It's is, just weird design. Isn't his hand, oh, yeah. like, always on the sword, too, or something? Something like that. I mean, It's, he, it's like got... he forgets most of the time he has a sword, and then he's like, oh yeah, I have a fucking sword. And then goes crazy and slashes people and all that stuff. And granted, he has, like, when he does these, like, his melee attack or, like, his, like, that, forward slash like drive like diving attack yeah. he uses the little sword he doesn't use the big one that he carries with him all the fucking time 
Oh yeah, there's a similar thing in... Alright, so Ninja Gaiden had an arcade version, which is completely different from any of the home versions. Like the sort of NES action platformer. It was a beat-em-up. And in that game, you clearly have a sword strapped to your back. Yet, most of the time when you're attacking, like, your normal attacks are all just kicks and punches. But then you can get a power-up, and the power-up is like, basically, yeah, that. Oh yeah, I have a sword, and he starts using the sword for a while, then forgets again, I guess. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, yeah, it's funny you say that. It's not the first time that I've seen that and been like, did, did you just forget that you're carrying a sword on your back? Yeah, it just seems weird to me, you know? <sighs> yeah. His big, uh, his big, uh, ability is to remember his weapons that he's carrying. This is like what other characters have had, like, some dumb character detail that they, like, a lot of effort was obviously put into. Uh, one of the biggest ones I saw, and this is actually anime-related, but, um, I'm guessing you guys don't follow Naruto or any of the newer stuff with Boruto, right? Not really, no. no. So, are you familiar with, uh, Sasuke and what the shutting gun is and all that stuff? I can yeah, pretend to be. to a certain extent. Okay, so, it, it, Henry can, can kind of, like, emphasize on this one here, but shutting gun is an ocular special ability that gives you super sight and, like, things like that, right? Sure. Well, Sas yeah. Sasuke's daughter has a shutting gun, but she also wears glasses, which I think is one of the dumbest fucking designs for a character out there. Oh, yeah, it's a ninja with glasses. She's a ninja with fucking glasses, like... And, and I mean, it would, if you had glasses normally, that's fine, not a big deal. But her family's specialty is ocular jitsu, where, like, they yeah. specialize in being able to see more than the average eye. And she wears glasses. She has the super eye despite needing glasses, yeah. Yeah, it's just... Duh! Yeah, it's... That's up there. It's a decision. And they... Uh, it's there's just so much dumb with that. Uh, it's it's hard to even describe. Anytime a video game makes a point of putting a blindfold on a blind guy, disqualifies for then too. Yeah, most people that are blinds or have some sort of you know visual impairments, they don't just wear like a, a blindfold over their. Uh, they. Oh no! They, I, I, I'm talking like in a cutscene where a blind character established themselves as blind makes, like, a big show of putting on a blindfold. Mm. Where it's I'm like just talking about characters that are designed that are blind, but then the, the, re the way they show that off is they're literally wearing a blindfold. Where they have, like, no face at all, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's like, that's, that's not generally how people, they, they, you wouldn't be able, you wouldn't know it. Most people that you meet that are blind, like, yeah. you probably wouldn't figure it out unless you actually saw them pop out their cane with the red tip and start and start using that to, to navigate. <laughs> or you know what, actually, I thought about this, this. So for a long time, this one always fucking bothered me. But Solid Snake is a person. He's not a snake. That's horrible design for a character name to not be what the character is. He's clearly not a snake. He's a person. It's fucking dumb. Nope, Alex ruined it. Yep. No, I stand by that. Alex ruined it. Yeah. Banjo-Kazooie? He's not a banjo. Nor a kazoo. Yeah. A banjo plays the banjo. Does he actually have a banjo? Yes. I've... Yes. 
and Kazooie plays the kazoo. Okay, that one works out. <laughs> Good effort on that one, Alex, but once again, you fail. No. No, I stand by all of it. Uh-huh. Do you? Do you really? Oh, 100%. All right, that does it for emails this week. Now Alex is choosing this hill to die on, I suppose. Uh, always. <laughs> uh, wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. Spells it sounds down the show notes, etc., etc. Uh, yeah. Anyone got anything else they want to talk about this week? Um, can we talk about how Snake isn't actually a snake? Nope. <laughs> you can find me on all my social medias, Babe Online, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, Mixer, YouTube Gaming, uh, Facebook Gaming. I'll I'll stream at some point soon. I gotta do some alpha streaming. I wanna probably do some Torgas stuff, but yeah, you'll find me on there, um, including my. 20-minute rant on how Snake isn't actually a snake. Just a Twitch channel dedicated to that rant over and over. Just, just a rant <laughs> on character names that don't match the character. Well, then you should really play um, Metal Gear Survive because you get to pick ridiculous names like Proud Ostrich and shit like that. Proud Ostrich? What the f- Well, That I- game's already a dumpster fire. I can't imagine they would leave out any details to be 100% shitty. Yeah. I felt like they strive to make that game as shitty as possible. Yeah, it seems like that game was designed as a, uh, basically a fuck you to Kojima. Yeah, like, like the guy who worked on it has a poster of Superman 64 on his wall, and he's just like, one day, one day. But, anyways, uh, I am Kraken Zero at Z-E-R-0 on Facebook and Instagram. I have mainly just been tweeting, or Instagramming about... This podcast, as well as occasionally trying to highlight a local, like a local, some sort of local establishment around in my area. But yeah, I'm not sure when the next time I'll stream is. But yeah, if I do anything, it's going to be on my social media. So anyways. Yeah. Uh, the Thursday streams continue. I may start trying to do it on Tuesdays as well, but we'll see. Uh. Yeah, only Thursdays are guaranteed over on Mordak, over on Twitch. Everything else is kind of when I feel like it. I do think I'm going to start kind of because, well, Destiny's not making the big numbers I want it to be, and also I'm not really playing Destiny. I do think I'm going to start like a semi-blind playthrough of uh, Vampire Masquerade, the first one. I say semi-blind because I know I've played that game, but I have no memory of what happens in that game anymore. Uh, let me say this. The combat in the game has not aged very well. Oh, I know. Well. I'm playing on playing that game on easy. Yeah, the combat is kind of weird and broken. But... Yep. Yep. All right, then who wants to close it out this week? Get the battle! Yeah.